Hey there, thank you for joining us for Six Degrees of Study, an uneducational podcast. Today we have Donna Ballard, who is our very own CEO here at Tara University's campus, after completing her Bachelor of Business at UNE. We want to show you how it's highly likely there's only six degrees of separation between you, the career, and the life you want. This is the Six Degrees Podcast. So yeah, I think everyone has this kind of idea of what a university experience looks like from the outside, and it should be very much like... You know, middle class privileged kid gets full support from parents, transitions from high school to university seamlessly, which is nothing wrong with that. But I think people look at that as the norm, not like just one of a million ways. And if they don't see themselves in you, they don't see themselves in that fully supported, high achieving student that transitions seamlessly to uni, they don't see themselves in the university experience at all. And I think all gone to university with ki- with people, not just kids, but people, that certainly didn't fit that mould and there was more of that and less of that traditional thing. So I suppose with these questions it's about identifying where you sit in that normal university story spectrum. So to sort of start off with, what does your life look like now professionally and personally post-degree? And I know this could be a long stretch of time post-degree, mm-hmm. but I think it's important we sort of let people know that the life you create with a degree is very much as much about your professional life as your personal life. You can't really separate the two if you're going to talk about a true success story. Yeah. What do you look? What does it look like for you right now? What does average day look like for you? Well, average day for me at the moment is coming in and being the CEO at the university's campus. But I wouldn't have got to be confident enough to take on that position without having a degree behind me because I did mm. my degree much later in life. I didn't really have that confidence to step in and feel like I could give any job a go. I know you shouldn't have to hang your career on a piece of paper Mm. and whether it's being a woman in the workplace is you're always looking for that little bit extra so you can step up and feel... Prove yourself. Yeah, prove yourself in a way. So for me it was all really about getting the confidence to finally say, I've gone to uni because when I left high school everyone kind of had that expectation that I would but... I wasn't in a financial position to be able to do that back then. So it took me until I was in my 40s to finish my degree. Right. And so when you say financial position, it was pretty much keeping a roof over your own head and the idea of having to work and study just, it didn't line up then? Or was was there more to it than that? I guess I was busting to get away from home. Yeah. Independence factor. Yeah. My idea was I'll take a year off. I'll get some money behind me and then I'll be putting myself through uni, being Mm. very independent-like. Mm-hmm. In that Sisters doing it for themselves. <laughs> in that year off, <laughs> um, <laughs> I met the person that's now my husband. Mm-hmm. 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 And while that was never on my radar to go off and get married, I was married at 19. So that then became the focus of um, why I stayed here. We set a house up here. I got jobs here. I felt connected then to this space. Mm. But I always wanted to still get a degree. And it wasn't until... Much later that I started studying, I'm trying. I can't even remember when because it's taken me. I feel like the degree's been labor of love, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hanging there on the side of everything else I do for so many years. I think it's taken me about twelve years to finish my degree, and I probably finished it back in wow, uh, maybe maybe two thousand and two. I want to say I'll have to check that bit of paper that's on the wall, but <laughs> a long time ago. But it took me a long time to do it. I think that's important to note is that like you don't have to smash it out in three or four years. It doesn't have to be this do or die process where nothing else has any kind of space. And that like, would kill your life totally, I think. If especially yes. and you know, for me it was that 
harder step. I was trying to do it distance education, mm. felt I was totally on my own. In the midst of all of that, they switched across from us being the type of a degree where you'd, you had to print off your stuff, get it in an envelope, get it to the post office to get the stamp on time to prove that you got it posted by five o'clock on a Friday or whatever, yep. to then being able to lodge it online. So I had this whole shift oh. of moving to the electronic space. So you had to adapt to universities modernising themselves as well as remote study, as well as trying to do it around kids, life, income. Yeah, wow. But emails weren't really a thing at the start. Oh, God, they send you everything by email in university now. Like, they live in your so inbox. that makes me sound really, really old. But we used to get the envelope at the start that had all your stuff in it. You had to go and buy your books, which was another cost. Mm. Yeah, and yeah, doing it in, ma- in a massive technological shift would be r- really hard too. Like, on top of everything else, there's, there's that as well, where it's like you're learning, they're learning, you're trying to look to them for guidance on how does this portal work? And like, oh, we really don't know, really know. We'll send an email to the tech department and see if they know. Exactly. Or you, no, you had to send your own email to the tech department and try to get a response, <laughs> and it was hard. And there's just that one guy locked in a room somewhere quietly panicking because exactly he is the tech how department. I imagined him. <laughs> he was the one guy. So that really kind of sums up the next question, which is like, yeah, we always have this idea of a typical university story. And yours was obviously very different. A, so you did it post-kids, post-sort-of-establishing a life with someone. Yes. Yeah. just to clarify that, I thought, okay, my kids are now babies. I've got time on my hands. I'll start my <laughs> distance education now. So that went okay for a while they were like one and two and three. But by the time they were getting to be four and five and then getting to school, it, it yep. by then I was needing to get back into the workforce anyway. Mm-hmm. Time became really, really tight and I might have done one unit one year, I think, for a while there just to hang in. Yep. Because it's that magical time when they're too old for naps, but they're too young for school. And it's like, right, I have to t- entertain you for, what, eight hours straight. F- fantastic. Oh, I was not going to get anything done. Yeah, so you'd start at 10 o'clock at night and then you'd be falling asleep literally on the, mm-hmm. on the, mm-hmm. on the screen. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, and then after you graduated, like, how long did it take you to start, like, when you finally graduated? Like, obviously, it must have been this massive, like, exhale when it's like, oh, it's done. What... Where were you at in your life then when you graduated? Like what did work, family look like? And then how long did it take you to start seeing that degree showing up in your life as like, oh, no, okay, now I'm starting to see it really pay off now. It was worth it. I, I guess at that point, by the time I finished my degree, my kids were in high school. <laughs> so I'm a very, very slow studier. Um, so I found for them, which I really appreciated, it gave them the idea that going to uni from high school was was something that you did. It's doable. I, yeah, it was doable. I didn't have that. Like when I finished school, it wasn't you automatically went to high school. Whereas for them, they'd seen me studying and yep. knew what was involved a little bit. And for them, it was that natural thought process from the early days. Yeah, I'm going to go to uni. It's that whole kind of like um, you, you can be what you see, you know, like they need to kind of see that on the landscape of their possibilities to go, oh, mum went to uni and mum did it around like cooking dinner and running a house and running us around. So like, God, if she can do it around all that, obviously it's doable, you know. Mm. And I think they saw the sense of achievement that I got from it and, mm. you know, they saw it as a good thing and they've both done their degrees, I guess, in a, in a more normal process Um they both did take a gap year, so that made me a bit nervous knowing that I'd taken my gap year and that <laughs> those years can get really long. <laughs> it takes a long time. But they did do their gap year and saved their money so that they could go away to study. But again, it was about them trying to get enough money to get behind them to get a rental space. Yeah. Um, you know, one had to, one went to Coffs Harbour to study, one went to Newcastle to study, which is the typical path from around here, I guess. So yep. it's just the, the costs of doing that. It was a, a bit of a barrier for them, but 
um, they'd put some money behind it and we were determined to help them get through. It was, I suppose, what the similarity I kind of see there is you still had to choose. Like you still had to choose between like they might have met someone and what it might have been ready for kids sooner than what they had them, but they had to choose between getting the degree done versus getting their life started. And it was the same for you. You just chose opposite direction. You chose to get the life started and then due to the degree at a delayed sort of rate. And so, yeah, sometimes I feel like, yeah, you're still put in this position where when you are in a regional area and you don't have that access where the university's 30 minutes up the street, so you can still live with mum and dad and you can still keep your part-time job, you can still keep all your social connections, you have to choose between that stability, that support, that social connection and then going away to pursue that degree or trying to do it kind of out on a limb, you know, where you are doing it at, at, you know, at home base but you're kind of a bit out on your own. Mm. The, the other thing that was really critical for me, I'm just thinking back to that, when I was studying... I really couldn't always choose the subject that I wanted to do because I had to choose the ones that didn't have a residential. Yep, access. Because I was working, I didn't want to be taking two weeks or four weeks of my year, which was all the annual leave I had, mm-hmm. and saying goodbye to the family to go into a residential. Like, and, and then would your head have really been in the game? Like if you had kids back at home where you're just like, oh, I'm such a – like it's that parental guilt automatically sinks in. Oh, I'm being so selfish. I'm doing, I'm, oh, what are my kids thinking? Like what are they doing right now? Yeah, How's he coping it. with everything? Like, How could I be so selfish to mm. take my holidays away from the family? So, yeah, I, I chose every subject I could without any residentials until the very last one. Yep. Yeah. It's kind of an awful situation to again have been faced with the choice to kind of go, well, do I choose this family I've invested in or do I choose this career and this education I've invested in? But I think that's typical for women. I don't know. I I guess I'm a a woman so I'm going to speak from a woman's point of view. I don't know whether men have that same feeling. They probably would. They probably wouldn't want to be having holidays away from family either. So I think it's that distance factor that comes into your studies and that's why I'm so passionate about this university being here. So necessary. Yeah. I think more dads and fathers would be feeling that because like and it's I think it's from a different angle so I saw this not to take away from your story but I saw this with my own husband trying to start an accounting degree when he reached a point in his life where he's like I need to provide for my family but I can't be reliant on a physical role because if something happens to me physically tomorrow I can't do that job and I've got no plan b like my plan a is my ability to keep myself safe and healthy and well and that's a very tenuous plan a um, and so it was this kind of – he tried to pursue an accounting degree because he wanted to be able to switch gears and go to something that was more mentally driven, but he felt like he was just at sea with the paperwork and the communications and the study and things like that. But it was this pressure and this desire to provide and feel like you are the provider. You, If you do this, you got to make it stick. There's no, oh, we'll make it work and see how it goes. It's, it's do or die for them. So I think for women it's this kind of I'm being selfish and – I shouldn't, I shouldn't be taking this time for myself. I should be investing in my kids. For guys, it's just like this I, – I can't, I can't afford to take time away from – I'm the primary income earner. Yeah. Like I'm keeping this family afloat. I can't take time away from that and money away from that to invest in myself. Mm. So I think that's the emotional battle that – well, you're a dad, Kyle. So like how would you kind of – how would you relate to the, the man, the male kind of perspective in that situation? Yeah, absolutely. I mean the time away is just – impossible really mm-hmm. um not just for a mum because as a dad if you're leaving you're then leaving someone there entirely on their own mm. um who's sleep deprived and stressed and, and that's exactly right and, <laughs> and in our family Kristen's working just as much as i am almost so there's a lot of time there where like if i wanted to take that i again same thing i'd feel selfish mm. in doing that 
and prioritizing me and my career over her and the kids. I suppose, like, because culturally too, there's this big shift where people are expecting dads to be a lot more invested and hands on, and so, and I'm sure that's being that invites being met openly. There's so many dads that want to feel invited into the day to day parenting experiences. My husband's a really hands on dad. And so, on the one hand, like, yeah, you're expected to be showing up so much more on a day-to-day basis for your kids, but then how do you then take time away from those kids where you're just starting to get a taste of what it's like to be really involved and you're the primary breadwinner, so you're already split two ways, and then to throw a degree in there, even though in the back of your head you know that degree is standing between you and a better future, Mm. potentially based on what you want to do. And I guess um, going back to our perspective on things, because my husband knew that I'd always wanted to get a degree. He was extremely supportive of me getting the degree. So Mm. he was really the primary carer for Mm. the kids. So, um, yeah, it was a real team effort, me getting through uni. Mm. I I, I could hardly say that, um, you know, he he took that choice to be the one to look after the kids more than me, really. So I went back to work fairly quickly after our kids were born Mm. um, because he was the stay-at-home dad. So he's really been nothing but supportive. So it's really been a whole... Which is massive, but Family unfortunately probably not common. Like there's probably, probably a lot of not com- and not common in my age. I mm. don't think. But, and that's just a, probably a gen- again a generational cultural thing where that's probably very a very have been a very modern way to have approached it. Where he was quite happy to sort of like facilitate your um, ambitions. Mm. Whereas I suppose in a lot of traditional kind of family setups, the expectation was that oh yeah, you can do a degree as long as you can fit it around all your other family obligations as a mum. Like, yeah, no, in that regard, I was fairly spoiled. Like, I was allowed to not do all the house duties and <laughs> and study. Oh, you just picked a good one. You yeah. Know? You just got good taste. <laughs> um, so if you hadn't been able to cl- complete that degree, mm-hmm. like knowing what the experiences and opportunities you enjoy now, if you hadn't made it, what would have? how would your life look different? Actually, just to rewind a bit, I guess when I was about halfway through and I was starting to think, this is crazy, this has taken me three times longer than it should, I was got the point very like... Very close. Very close to going, this mm. is stupid. You know, is it really going to make any difference? Yeah, but who am I? Yeah, I was um, very fortunate to have a chat with the UNE campus here and I've got to say mm. that Eve just kind of got me through. Um, at the end, she yep. was planning the subjects that I could do the easiest mm. to get the quickest, to get the results, to get me through the line. So that helped a lot. Um, yep. If I hadn't finished the degree... I guess my life wouldn't have really changed. I didn't really get jobs, I don't think, primarily because of my degree, um, except perhaps for this one that I've just got now. Mm. I would not, have, would not have got to be the CEO at the university without having a degree. Um, I'm hoping that through us having this, de- this university here and more people around us in this area getting degrees, mm. that there might become... It normalises it. It normalises it and it does become more of a requirement for local work and in itself mm. then lifts yep. lifts the level of employment in this area and, and lifts the level of employers that move to this space mm. because we can cater with a wonderfully skilled workforce yep. it's in, like in a, a catch, region. Catch-22 situation, isn't it? Whereas, like, is there the... Is there a skill set there for me to build a business here? It's like, well, the business has got to be there for the skill set to come and work in it, you know? Mm. Going back, though, like, you don't think your life would have been that much different had you not had the degree, aside from this role. What would the impact have been on your kids on not seeing you get a degree? Yeah, I think that's the thing. That's what I... It's that spill-on effect. It's a spill-on effect where mm. it becomes like, well, mum did it, I can do it. It's. Mm. I think it's always hard if they're first in family trying to get a degree. Yep. I can really relate to that and... 
yeah, that, that, that's where I see one of the main benefits of my degree is that it filtered through to, to the normal expectation for my kids to do it. You suddenly set the standard for what's possible in your household, don't you? It's the, it's the microculture you create in your home and suddenly that's the new level of what's possible. That's mm. what we do here. We pursue growth. We pursue development. That's what we do in our family, mm. you know. And it just becomes more normal. It, mm. You know, for me, mm. I was like, I didn't know how to enrol, didn't know how to do anything. It was always a bit of a barrier. Yeah. Yeah. It's like another one of those things where the, the more – it's the whole normalising. It's like the mental health conversation. It's like the – like you were saying, getting dads involved, more involved in family life and making that the whole the whole talk around men's mental health. The more you talk about it, the more you normalise it, the more you're going to see that progress. Um, so what would – obviously there was parts in your university story where it was really a struggle and you really didn't know if you were going to come out the other side of it. What, was some, what would be something you wish someone had told you at the very start of all this? I guess to just really keep going and mm. that you didn't have to study two or three units at a time. Mm. Just to wind it back, take a bit longer. It's okay. It's like, okay. Take your time. There's, no, there's no right way to do it. It's just the way you do it. Yeah. It really is everyone's personal choice. And it might not have changed the way you did it, but it might have changed the way you felt about the way you did it, where you probably did it at a slower speed, feeling like you were failing, whereas mm. you would have done it at a slower speed, feeling like, oh, no, I'm just ticking along. We're, yeah. we're going to get there. And time goes by quicker than you think, mm. really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You know, starting at the beginning, if I had thought it was going to take me that long, I wouldn't have done it. <laughs> That's it. You're looking at the uphill slope. Mm. So, And then because we are so much integrated in the TUC, what would it have meant to you to have had access to something like the Tara University's campus in your experience? I think the real benefit for me would have been I would have been able to connect with another employer in this area so that when I did finish my degree, it really did mean that I had meaningful employment relating to that degree Yep. rather than it just being something that I take with me to the next interview and go, I've got this. And hope it sticks. And hope it sticks and hope I get a job. I would have felt more embedded in the local workforce from the start, which I think is what is our real difference Mm. I think it's like this case of it's like three years and then I hope it works. Yeah. Whereas like it'd be so good to move through those however many years of study, knowing that it will work, knowing that the next step is there and waiting. That okay. you've already had some career matching, if mm. you like, mm-hmm. go along along the way. You've met some employers around town. You feel comfortable to be able to work with them. They're comfortable with you. Yep. just creates that embedded employment, if you like, as part of your education rather than chasing it after the education. Yeah, I think it's going to be the next, oh, once I've got this degree, it's only just beginning, then I've got to do the resume interview circuit. And again, that fear of being in a regional area, there's only, so, like, it's that perception that there's only so many spots, like it's going to be me and like 20 other guys vying for these three spots at these three companies, because that's the only way we think we can see our career and application. Because that's the other thing too, I found when I started university, is it felt very prescriptive in that, like, if you do this degree, here is the six, alt, you know, op, you know choose your own adventures that you can pick from. And, like, what I'm doing now is so far removed from that and better, mm. um, but it, that it wasn't a future that was visualised to me. So it was a case of, well, thankfully I like the six adventures I could choose from because what ended up happening was even better, but it's a case of this, we have such a limited, view, like, scope of what's possible with that education. Mm. And I think another thing that comes from us being here in a regional town is that we have that six degrees of separation, if Mm. you like, from everybody here. Like you're probably going to know an employer that knows someone that knows you that will Mm -hmm. trust Mm -hmm. you to become one of their employees. Like it's, yeah. It's a benefit of being here. It's the the network that you're not going to get in a major 
metropolitan area mm. is the fact that you will know or at least know someone who knows most of the major employers in town. Like there are those stepping stones there if, if you know how to make them work for you. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you, Donna. I'm looking forward to hearing your voice more on this because obviously you're going to be such a key person in this. We were saying before we recorded, you're going to become town mum where everyone comes running up to you after the degree going, I got the interview and I got the job and it's amazing and, and I'll I be love the, it. I'll be the mum that yep. cries you'll and be, oh, I knew you could do it. That's it. You'll be the constant like sobbing mess in the corner of you know the local supermarket. Like, I just bumped into a student, they're doing so well and I knew they could do it and it's just, I'm so proud of them. So Thank you, Meredith. That's all right. Thanks to you, see mum. Jeff, look forward to the next one. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Six Degrees podcast. This podcast is produced by Upbound Business Consultants and is brought to you by Tari University's campus. Based on the New South Wales Barrington Coast, TUC is a hub for supporting distance education study for university students with campus facilities, mentoring, postgrad career opportunities and more. If you'd like to share your story, you can send us an email at podcast at tariuni.org.au and let us know your unconventional road to a degree. Until next time.